0: hello and welcome to another episode of my dream the woman i want to be podcast i am your host linda ochuada a product and tech evangelist with a background in geoinformatics hey my name is maxi Tyra Morengo. i'm a 15 times award-winning multimedia journalist and i'm accredited by the media council of kenya with over 10 years experience in broadcast media and today, I will be your co-host. In today's episode, we welcome our guest, Kave Blambo. Kave, thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm delighted and honored to be here.
0: If someone asks, who is Kave, How can you describe yourself? How was your growing up?
1: Like, was born in the DRC in the eastern part of the Congo in a small town called kavu Most of my childhood was, it you was know, peaceful yeah. anywhere. Never expected to leave my city. In fact, actually never even traveled to any other city in the Congo until about 1996. I think that's when we started having conflicts here and there. Mm -hmm. um and then you know just started having um seeing other immigrants you know people running from other countries uh coming to the congo and i was like oh my gosh they look so nice like i've never seen people who are so different from us uh and i was like telling my mom can we adopt some of the kids that we you know we were seeing especially from somalia Mm -hmm. uh during that time and she was like no we can't okay fine (laughs) Um, (laughs) when I was having like these uh, wishes like I also still at the same time we never knew anything will happen in the Congo right and then about later 1997-98 that's when we also started having conflict uh, in the Congo so our schooling was disrupted, our livelihoods of people were disrupted but still we we continued to live um, in the city, uh, in the region Mm -hmm. until about 2000 the year 2000 is when uh, my family decided to leave the the drc and that was actually my first time stepping out stepping my foot out of any like going anywhere that was like my first time so i was like oh i don't know where we're going where are we going why are we going mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but of course my mom knew uh where we were going and um yeah, so that's just about my childhood. And I guess like mm-hmm. the journey began of who, you know, I would then become, you know, because mm-hmm. I think there is me who's just comfortable at home, at peace, you know, enjoying my childhood. Yeah. never wanted to go anywhere because there was no need to. And then there is me now stepping into the unknown. And that was quite uh, hard to, to embrace as part of my journey. Uh, I think, I guess now, up to now so you would define me as bicultural you would define me as a woman who loves to go to new frontiers uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> My childhood has introduced me like go to the next frontiers until you find you know what you're looking for mm-hmm. um but now of course like i do it a bit more wisely does it actually make sense you know mm-hmm. to move or to to pursue a certain um endeavor um yeah. and this journey also actually is what makes it easy for me i am a people's person um mm-hmm. it's so easy for me to bring people together to connect with people from different backgrounds i think people don't understand it's because of all these places i've been and the many people i've met throughout the journey of traveling from the Congo. So my family went to Tanzania and then we also went to Mozambique and finally we went to South Africa. So we met quite a lot of people, you know, throughout the journey and the experience was so positive that I honestly don't have anything negative to say about any person or any culture that I had an encounter with. And I think that kind of like also, help me embrace other people irrespective, you know, of where they come from. Right now, I'm a talent acquisition specialist and I've now founded my own company called Talent Diverse, basically helping companies hire diverse talent. And on the side, I also run a community called Black in Tech Berlin, where we really try to help Black like a diaspora a talent in europe and specifically in germany connect with each other um, network and you know help each other find resources Kave, your mantra is people fast profits after why i think throughout my life and my journey again i've seen that when we take care of people people will do the best that they can to take care of our businesses or ourselves or even just take interest in what they're doing and and i've seen that when we live in environments or we have businesses that are completely undermining people disrespecting people Mm -hmm. misusing people mistreating them like honestly the results are mediocre Uh, although the companies may profit at the end you know there is this gap where we're gonna still have to deal with the with the mess that's in between those who are having the profits and those who don't have. And so for me, honestly, I just believe in the fact that if I take care of my employee, my teammate, my citizen, they're going to give me the best of themselves, you know, to get me where I want to get in terms of my vision.
0: When and why did you come up with My Career Path? And who is your target group? And lastly, why did you start it in Berlin and not Congo or South Africa? I think my career kind of like took a spin in Berlin.
1: Um, before moving to Berlin, I was mainly working in the nonprofit sector in South Africa. That experience and that background is actually what moved me to to Germany to pursue a master's degree in public management, um, because I had a vision to work in, in the public service industry where I can use my knowledge around gender studies, psychology, and public management to kind of write policies that will enable women or any person who is disadvantaged to have access to resources. So basically just write inclusive policies, right? So I moved to Germany to study that. And after my master's degree, if if you know in Germany, you're allowed to stay and work, you know, uh, you're given time to find a job within a year. And funny enough, I couldn't find a job in the public uh, sector, of course, due to them, I could not speak German fluently. Um, yeah. And and primarily the German uh, nonprofit industry is also very German. So if you can't speak fluent German, there are quite a few positions for you to kind of get into. So I was in the space where the experience that I was bringing that I came with was no longer applicable in the space, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Um, And so I actually got, uh, I was fortunate enough to be connected to my first job in Berlin, which happened to be in the tech industry and for-profit with a for-profit company. And that's where the shift started there. And it's in that moment where I started thinking, oh my gosh, like, what is my career? Like, what is it? Like, wait is it taking me what will i be what what's going to happen in all my education my master's degree all the the work i did in south africa like what's going to happen with that you know mm-hmm. and so i just started writing in that moment and over a couple of years people started messaging me asking me hi Kaver how did you do it um How did you get a job where you are? You are doing so well. And I was like, oh, really? Eventually, everything that I wrote uh, became my career
0: path. You have my career path. Then you also launched Talent Diverse Platform. also have Black in Tech. What exactly is Talent Diverse? lastly what challenges do you face as a founder so talent
1: diverse is basically an incorporation of all the communities that i have built in berlin so if we step back a little bit i uh, when i stepped into my first role in berlin it was with the tech company and i was doing employer branding but after that then i stepped into talent acquisition so recruiting right and i have been doing that for the last seven years you know since i've mm. been uh, in berlin and uh, i've always seen that there is uh, even for myself i struggled to hire women and underrepresented talent whilst at the same time i do know a lot of women and a lot of underrepresented people who, who are looking for jobs. So mm. it's like, you know, like, how do we build a bridge between the two of you? You know, like the companies are looking for you. You're looking for a job, but somehow you can't find each other. Yeah, and yeah. that's where Talent Diverse came from but also next to that what the the foundation of this is really black intake berlin and also i had women and work connect Mm -hmm. which has previously women in data again this really brings me to my experience in talent acquisition hiring for product engineering and design i did not hire a lot of women Mm-hmm. and uh, black talent and so I created communities where they can find each other mm-hmm. and where I can actually share uh, career opportunities with them um, so I would say that talent Diverse is powered by communities mm-hmm. and eventually uh, what we're envisioning in the future is where we can partner with other communities across the EU so not only our own black in tech but we probably partner with uh with other underrepresented communities in the netherlands in france uh in belgium so that we can put power into the platform and connect as many people to uh career opportunities challenges that i'm facing as a founder i think it's really figuring out what model works best for this type of business ultimately Talent diverse is an advertising business. So, you know, we advertise job positions, we promote uh, talent to uh, companies, but also want to attract talent to know about talent diverse. So uh, advertising is not doing well right now, but um, as a founder, I always have to think about what strategy makes sense and pivot from there. The other challenge is how to attract investment into, into the business. And you probably know this, Linda, that attracting investment needs you to show a little bit of traction and Mm -hmm. people believing in your idea, believing that it's going to work. But I'm kind of just taking it one step at a time. I think it's a journey and there is probably no
0: end to it. (laughs) You also have family, kids, Uh and you have all these juggling in the same, same hand. How do you manage this?
1: So my children are like different ages right now. Uh, Some of them are uh, in school. Two are in school, primary school and the newest one is in kindergarten right now in this moment i do get the opportunity where they all go to school and then i have actually time to work and since i think my business is that there isn't so much of a difference between one or the other like if i do work with black in tech it feeds talent diverse if i do work for talent diverse it feeds you know black in tech so it's always like one umbrella with different <laughs> angles to it and I just try to use these few hours that you know the kids are not there to kind of work and be a little bit more uh practical so like every hour matter that's why you know we were kind of like mm-hmm. it was hard to find like a time that really works because like my week already for next week is already sometimes I do have to do work after the mm-hmm. kids have gone to bed so that I can get to my deadline but I've seen that as a parent I think like being organized so having like your task written down and having like what you want to achieve in a week or in a day so you don't miss it. At the same time, honestly, I think also just getting help helps. So I do have quite a few people that work with me. So I'm not the only one managing talent diverse or black in tech Berlin. I do have employees, <laughs> trust people to do what they need to do. To so me. having
0: shared different platforms with different prominents with people like Mama Mandela, so what advice would you give women and girls out there? who see you as a role model because I know there are so many people who are looking up to you. Most of them are struggling to make the world a better place
1: despite the daily challenges. One thing really that's gotten me to those seats was just me being authentic, pursuing the work that I was pursuing. And it's great that you mentioned the Nelson Mandela Foundation, for example, At the time, I was working with refugee women in South Africa, and I uh, I had an NGO, well, it's still there, to help refugee women and migrant women who were experiencing difficult situations in South Africa. That kind of work, not many people want to do it because it doesn't look so fancy, but actually, it's the other way around where you kind of pursue just the things that inspire you and motivate you, like the problem that you see in the world that you want to solve, just go for it and do it in the best way possible and your light will shine there and Whoever the person that you need to have a conversation with will find you. So I am a super connector. I get positive energy by connecting people to each other, connecting people to opportunities just like lifts my spirit to another level. So if you think about me, just think about that lady that connects people.
0: Yeah, but this is such an inspiring story. Thank you so much. I also have learned a lot. Thank you so much for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to my dream the woman i want to be podcast do not forget to follow and like us on linkedin facebook and instagram till next time ciao